Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Jeff Byers joins us. It may be the off-season, but it's never off-season for wrestling. Sir, welcome. It's always a pleasure. Uh, likewise, and uh, yeah, uh, the coaches will be the first to tell you that the so-called regular season is uh, is when they have the most downtime they have, which is not to say they have much downtime. Do your wife, by the way, did your wife just have a birthday? Uh, we had an anniversary. anniversary. She had a, yeah, and anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. What, three years? It is indeed. Congratulations on three years. That's wonderful. Seems uh, a lot longer to her, I'm sure. I, I notice I asked you, not her. All right. I do. I do indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You're a great, great couple, great family. Uh, Thank you. So, so Penn State, uh, the Final X events are coming up in Stillwater in New York. And Penn State, you know, between current members and the Penn State Olympic Regional Training Center, they got a lot of qualifiers for this along the way. So let's go with the yep. former Nittany Lions. Jason Nolf and Zane Rutherford are two of them. Uh, they were able to get through in Coralville. Yes, that little arena right next to the hotel we stay in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, for those who, like, follow it, they know every nuance of it. But, Jeff, what kind of job have they done on this stage for those who haven't seen them in a while? Yeah, exceptional, really, Steve, on, on both counts. I mean, Zane obviously has been on the world team uh, before, and, and we know uh, what he's capable of, and, and he's capable of beating anybody in the world uh, on, on a given day. You know, Jason is, is, to me, just an intriguing story here, Steve, because it, he had very limited freestyle uh, opportunity. Well, I shouldn't say opportunities, but he didn't take advantage of, of the opportunities. He, very limited freestyle experience, I should say, coming out of college. Certainly had some. I mean, it wasn't that it was completely foreign to him, but you know, not to the degree that a lot of these guys had had. And he's really made some uh, very quick strides and adjustments. And it wasn't just that he won; it was that he won in kind of a dominating fashion. We were used to seeing him uh, wrestle folk style throughout his collegiate career at Penn State. And, you know, he has obviously an extremely tough matchup in Final X with Kyle Day, mm -hmm. uh, who handled him last time around. But I, I was talking to a couple of people, and uh, I, I'm really curious to see, Steve, just how much, uh, well, I guess if, but I, I suspect he's closed the gap. I want to see how much he's closed the gap on, you know, one of the great wrestlers uh, and, and one of the guys that's, really tough to score on. Uh, to me, that matchup is just intriguing because, uh, again, Jason just keeps getting better and better and is, I think, just starting to realize his potential in the freestyle world. Uh, and, you know, Jason is all about offense. Kyle Dake, uh, while he certainly has a good offensive repertoire, I mean, it, he is just darn near impossible to score on uh, when he's on top of his game. So that's, to me, just a really intriguing style matchup there. Um, and Jason's gotten bigger and stronger, and, and that was certainly what he needed to do to try to compete here uh, with Kyle Dake. But I was impressed with just how uh, easily he made it look uh, in winning the, the Open. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, David Taylor was already in. Uh, yep. Thomas Gilman and Kyle Snyder as well. Uh, but David Taylor is, as usual, is, is a guy that I think it's fair to say sets a standard for a lot of people, doesn't he? 
No question, Steve. And he he is a guy that has just taken his game to a whole nother level, and the level he was on was pretty darn good. But yeah. uh, you know what, what you saw at the Olympics last year, I, I would I would say David Taylor is uh, as good as anybody pound for pound right now uh, in the world. And you know the, his uh, cohort from uh, Iran is, is certainly right in that conversation mm-hmm. as well. And those two are just elite, elite guys. Uh, and Zahid Valencia is obviously an outstanding wrestler as well. And I think, uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit before we, we came on. It was, you know, you kind of forget, uh, I think some people forgot about Zahid just because of the uh, drug issues that he had and the mm-hmm. suspension. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's back and, and wrestling as well as, uh, as he ever has. And, uh, you know, I, I think David Taylor would be the favorite over anybody right now. Uh, but Valencia is probably the one guy that I, I think at least athletically uh, can stay with Taylor. I'm not sure that he can wrestle Taylor's pace, you know, for, for all six minutes. But I guess that's what we'll find out at Final X. And what about Zane Rutherford? I know we, I mentioned him in the beginning we talked more about Jason Nolf, but what about Zane? Yeah, Steve, Zane, when he is on, and, and uh, you know, there are some things going on with his personal life that I think kind of disrupted uh, his his bid for the Olympics and right. uh, just so, some you know internal things where he was putting pressure that we're just not used to seeing him uh, do. But I think they got some things. Well, I know they got some things straightened out there. He's feeling very good. Uh, you know, Jordan Oliver again. I, that matchup, you yeah. can watch those guys, and we have watched them wrestle back and forth uh, over the years. Uh, just both really, really good. Uh, wrestlers and uh, I, you know they both are really good at making adjustments and we've seen that uh, throughout their uh, ongoing series here uh, on the international uh, well national and international stage and I think uh, again that's one of those matches as, uh, as somebody that's followed Zane I'm favoring Zane going into that but it, it certainly is a, a match uh, ma- match up best two of three uh, series that could certainly go either way. I'll set up this question because I was talking to somebody today, and their granddaughter has decided she wants to get wants to try out wrestling. Yep. And when I was in Coralville uh, in I think it was February, Jeff, it was it was right before you went, and the weekend I was there, they had a huge tournament in the arena that these guys wrestled in. Yep. Right. And it was boys and girls, and there were a lot of girls there wrestling. What kind of influence does a Jennifer Page Rogers, who's the sixth member of this group, right? Can she have on every on everybody's for the future? Yeah, I think it's huge, Steve. And I, I think right now for the sport, I, I, I think you know maybe some of the leaders were a little uh, behind the curve on on getting you know understanding the importance. Uh, of the role of women's wrestling and girls wrestling in, in terms of the long-term viability and sustainability right now of the sport with uh, with Title IX and, and just with everything uh, that is happening now at the collegiate level. And, you know, the good news is we are seeing the numbers uh, grow uh, really exponentially here in Pennsylvania in terms of girls wrestling and, and women's wrestling, but really throughout the world now, uh, and certainly throughout the United States. And, and we're getting more opportunities, not a ton yet, but we're getting more opportunities at the collegiate level for scholarship uh, chances for the, the girls coming out of high school. And, you know, you see a, a Grace Stem and what she's doing at Baldy mm-hmm. Galeria. I, it just, it, it is an exciting time, I think, for 
women's wrestling and and I think for wrestling in general because of that. And I think the uh, crossover and, and the respect that you're seeing from uh, you know the men's wrestling side to the women's and the women's mm-hmm. wrestling side to the men's uh, is, is a big deal. And I think it's uh, I, I do think it gives a better shot here for wrestling kind of surviving whatever the economic future is here in college athletics, because uh, I think there are more and more schools that are taking a long, hard look. And I suspect, I, I don't know anything for sure, but I think mm-hmm. Penn State, you know, certainly is one of the schools that will be looking uh, at least at the possibility of adding women's wrestling here in the, the relatively near future. I mean, just walking through the lobby, it was, uh, it was amazing to see how many girls were in that lobby with their parents getting ready to wrestle. I was so impressed by that. Uh, yeah, go ahead, and, and they're, they're really the, the the top echelon that the Olympians, uh, Steve, are just a wonderful group of of women who really represent themselves in the sport really well. Yes. I, I had a chance to meet a few of them at the um, Hall of Fame dinner last year, and they just uh, they couldn't have been nicer, more generous with their time. Uh, and and again, it's a big deal when you get a, a you know a David Taylor out there signing autographs. So it's, it's equally a big deal when you have you know helen marolas or whoever it may be out there signing autographs and uh, again mm-hmm. representing the sport in a way that gets other people excited about the the opportunity to see the personality uh nico megalus went three and one mark hall went two and two vincenzo yeah. joseph went three and two took second uh bo bartlett went one and two nick lee was two and two but i want to ask you finally about carter starachi who went three and one over the past uh, week- weekend? Uh, your thoughts on, on you know for Starachi and maybe Nick Lee, what kind of future they can have, you know, down the road in this? Yeah, Nick seemed a, a little off to me, Steve, and I, I don't have any inside info or anything. I don't know if it was just a, you know an off day or if it was sickness or, and I'm not looking to make excuses, but he just he was not uh, you know wrestling at the finishing off bouts the way we're used to seeing him finish off. And listen, I. You know, credit to opponents. Maybe it was just a, a matchup uh, situation, mm-hmm. but uh, he just did not look like what we're used to uh, seeing, uh, just in terms of the competitive uh, fire toward the end of the bouts. Uh, and I, Steve, both Carter and Vincenzo were really impressive to me with what they were able to accomplish against uh, elite guys. Carter Sirachi pushed Chance Marsteller to the brink, and Marsteller just had a, a spectacular tournament. Uh, and was phenomenal. And uh, both of those guys, uh, I think, have, uh, going back to Lee and uh, Sirachi, have very bright futures. I think Carter, Steve, is on a, a track here uh, to be the next, you know, great, great uh, wrestler, uh, you know, the guy that is going to be looked at as, uh, as potentially the, the face of USA wrestling. I mean, he has that type of talent, that type of work ethic, and you can just see – uh, everything kind of coming together here for him and making the world team. He won't be the starter, but he's going to be able to go out and train. And that is a guy that soaks up everything, likes wrestling the guys that uh, can beat him. I mean, that's where he knows that, that he can learn the most. And I just think uh, the opportunity that he created for himself here is absolutely huge. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks so much for your time. It's great to talk wrestling in uh, late May, early June. Indeed it is. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Jeff Byers. All right, so I wanted to get to the story that... uh